Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, listeners, we're going to roll on. I'm really happy that you joined us today. Thank you so much. Um, my next guest has been with us many times. Uh, you may have heard his interviews in the past. Uh, Vincent Mastrovito of Prometheus Partners from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about family compensation. So uh, this is a, a topic a lot of listeners have asked for, so I really look forward to hearing uh, Vince's input on this. Vince, thanks so much for joining me today. Bill, thanks so much for having me on the show. Really enjoy being here and uh, hope your listeners in, enjoy the topic uh, and get something out of it. So I uh, really appreciate it. I think it's a very, very important topic. You have given us so much great information and insights, Vince, and we really appreciate the way you break things down to uh, terms that are understandable. Uh, you know, for, for listeners, if you go back through our archives, you'll find Vince in many, many uh, interviews. And he always uh, takes great, great uh, care to, to break things down and so we can have a meaningful conversation and give you some actionable items. So this is a topic that a lot of people, a lot of business owners, uh, want to talk about. They're, they're concerned. Family compensation. Uh, Vince, before we get into that, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your practice and what you guys do and why you do it, and then we'll get into the topic. Yeah, certainly, certainly. So Prometheus Partners is a um, coaching and consulting firm for privately held businesses, and we work with families to help them to sustain uh, the business over several generations, as many as they would like it uh, to go. And then should it be determined that they want to sell it to an outsider, though we are not a business broker, we can help and align them with finding the best avenues that they can choose in order to, to make that transaction happen. So uh, we do a lot of internal coaching with the, with the business owners and with the family and with also with the leadership team. Excellent. Excellent, Vincent. You, uh, you are highly recommended by many people. You have a great website, by the way. And so uh, let's get into uh, this topic of family compensation. What can you tell us from the onset? Well, I can start off, Bill, by really kind of just sharing that, you know, it is a huge struggle um, operating a family business and trying to separate family from business. And we have talked about that before in some of our previous um, interviews that we've kind of gone through. Um, what you don't want to have is you don't want the family values to take over what's happening inside the business. Uh, and certainly compensation is a very touchy subject along with many other subjects, but this is about money. And money has an impact on the business in several different ways. And first of all, what is the real effect 
family members when you're looking at compensation. And what I mean by that is if you're compensating one family member one way and another family member, say, with a lower income uh, annual compensation, then you could be having some some real issues internally because you're going to have some sore spots that are going to happen in between the family members. And so what we like to try to accomplish with the with the family members is saying, why aren't we looking at um, market values, meaning what is the market really paying for that particular position for the skill set and the education and the experience that that person may have? And I think when you have that inside of a family, it really helps to not only structure the family in a way that is fair, but you also understand how are they going how are they going to get to the next level if that is one of their objectives. So the effect on the family is is really um, a complex one, but one that really needs to be addressed. And then we also have to look at the fact of what happens to the compensation structure once the primary or the founder of the business is no longer in the business or has even passed away. And what we don't want to have happen in that particular situation is we don't want to kind of have a wild, wild west of compensation uh, rules or lack of them, as I should, is, is probably what I really mean, in the sense is that the strong people in the business are going to dominate what should be paid, and the ones that might not be as strong might be on the outside looking in and probably being less compensated just because of what their DNA and makeup is. And then some of the other things we need to take a look at is what is the effect on the non-family um, members inside the business or the employees. So as they catch wind or they have a good understanding of what compensation may be for certain people, you know, certainly that can have an impact of them. If you're back in shipping and you've got, you know, the main son from the owner that might be getting paid ten or $15,000 more per year just because they own the family business, they're putting them at a higher pay scale, that's going to have a huge um, issue uh, with some of the other people in different departments and different divisions um, because it's just not being fair across the board. So that can just open up a, a myriad of just huge issues, potential litigation, and just a lot of problems that could really be happening inside the business. Great points, Vince, as usual. And, you know, so here's the question is, I know there are, I know there are benchmark programs out there for salaries, I've heard, you know, mm -hmm. and I've used actually things like salary.com and other things like that. Uh, would you advise business owners to reference those types of um, resources to benchmark salaries? And if so, um, do you, I mean, they should be doing that. And everybody reviews salaries. If you have employees, you've got to review salaries and, and pay a competitive salary. Um, those usually give a benchmark and a, a range of of values based on experience or a range of salary based on experience and um, and longevity and those types of things is that, would you recommend that people use those types of resources without a doubt I think it is I think it's essential that they try to look at what is happening inside of a, a light kind business that they have they could look at their industry associations if they have one of those that might be a great resource for them to go through just to try to find out what what is the range of pay for uh, any of the uh, particular positions that they're going to have? 
and start their family members out at, at those rates just because that's what you're going to pretty much pay your staff that is non-family inside of the business. Why would they really be any different? And so I think that would right. be a great way to look at it. And then you want to benchmark it, you know, at the end of the year. And I think to your point, though, I think we uh, business owners really need to take a look at having these annual meetings, advisory board meetings, and really really discussing these topics and having something in writing. So it's to me, it's one thing that you discuss it and you've come to an agreement. But I think when you actually put it down on paper and everybody, once you do that, reads it and they all agree to it, then you actually are putting it inside of a file so that if, if a question about it ever comes up uh, at any particular point throughout the course of the year or whatever, we can always say, well, look, we're going to address that in the next advisory board meeting or here's where it is and go look at this form inside of your, you know, employee, uh, family employee manual, right? And if you look at that, that will help explain to you why we structure things the way that we structure them. So uh, I just think it goes back that we have to make sure that documentation within this process is also done and a review. Great point. And so, uh, you know, I know that, there are those that are um, proponents of open book uh, management, meaning uh, let's let's you know let's let's show everyone the financials. But the the big fear that a lot of owners have is, well, then everybody's going to see what I make um, yeah, potentially because there's a there's usually a line for officer or owner compensation. Um, should they fear that, or or if they fear that, sh- um, maybe they should change their tactics. Uh, and put themselves under the microscope as well as when it comes to salary. I mean, everybody knows, you know, profits go to the owners, right, but, uh, as dividends. Uh, but uh, when it comes to salary, should owners um, put themselves under that same microscope? Well, I think so, and I think so for many reasons. So let me just kind of go back and, and make a comment um, on what you said is, I think there is a way to diplomatically make sure that we don't have an open book policy that everybody in the company knows what everybody is making. Uh, certainly, I think we can agree that, you know, sometimes information just just kind of gets leaked out based on just general conversations about compensation or, or any other topic that might be in the business. And so it could be a family member that had a slip of the tongue where information gets out. But I think it's important for the family to really understand why, one person is being compensated one way versus the other person being compensated another way. And I think when you do it that way, I think that you really have a lot more structure in the business. And the other side is, you're you're correct, is that the business owners can do what they want. Privately held businesses are not publicly traded businesses. So they have uh, a significant amount of discretion to really do what they want. Um, So by having that freedom and that ability to really make your own decisions, you are making decisions that either could help or hurt the overall value of your business. Um, And like I've always chatted with business owners about when we talk is, do you have a business that you're just trying to generate an income or do you have a business that you're really creating value within the business? And if the goal is just to take uh, any and all distributions and dividends without really investing that portion or all of it back in the business to continue to grow it over a period of time, then the salaries and distributions that you take out of that business will will have a huge impact 
uh, and most likely negatively inside of the business over a period of time. Yeah, uh, that I see that um, uh, a lot of owners um, also <laughs> conversely underpay themselves for tax purposes, and there's a there's a uh, you know there's 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 information out there that would say you know if you're going to sell your business you, you need to pay yourself you, you need to really pay yourself a living a, a reasonable wage. Um, and mm-hmm. especially for for S corps these days, under under the new regulations, the new tax regulations, they may be able to find some tax benefits there. Uh, when someone is is um, starting out in the family business as a family member, oftentimes they they don't realize all the hard work that went in and how the owners probably at some point in their lives didn't take any money for a while, right? For for often, uh, how do you address that subject with with younger people who come in and say I just I want the AMAP plan Vince that's the as much as possible plan yeah I think it's just it goes back to the conversation that we have to have of, of just saying that we have to set a pay scale here that is going to be fair and equitable for for all parties um, you know when you're taking a look at uh, the the the, the founding owners of the business to your point that may have not taken any income for several years just because there wasn't any income to really take out of the business as they were reinvesting into it and really trying to get some traction with the business. And we just need to um, educate um, the, the younger generations as to, you know, making sure that the people who put the sweat equity in at the beginning, who actually built the company up to where it is at today, they really deserve um, probably some, you know, a structure that is really kind of paying them for what they put in the business and for people starting out in the business, that there is a pay scale set for them and a reason why that that is there, uh, but that you have to make sure that that's you know when does when does the senior member stop and when does the newer person start to increase their salary and so that's why I think it's important to if you have a written process for evaluation for percentage of bonuses and things of that nature, I just think when you talk about all of that up front, I think that you uh alleviate a tremendous amount of tension, confusion, disruption. Uh, and, and just lack of production inside of the business. I just I think that that is just a critical part, and it's such a simple thing to do, but it's just not done with business owners and privately owned businesses because it's some of them run it just like it's an ATM machine. Right, right, and it goes back to a lot of things yeah. you yeah. talked about in the in the past, which is communication is the key here. And you know, uh, sometimes Vince, we see situations where business owners that are saying, "Okay, I'm I'm going to start phasing out." And uh, I, I want to uh, maybe put together a plan of, of gifting to the younger generation or some other way to get them equity that's not directly tied to compensation. And and the younger people might say, oh, boy, that means I'm going to be president. That means I'm going to get the president's salary. And the, the departing owner might say, well, not so fast because even though um, – even though I'm turning over more and more of the business to you, there's st- there's only so much cash flow in the business. Um, 
how do you soften the blow uh, and explain to to people coming up in ownership, but maybe not getting huge raises up front? That um, you know, if if you went through an installment type of a purchase, you probably would give them a bonus, but then they'd end up giving it back to the owner after taxes to buy the shares, and instead we're using a gifting strategy or something else that transfers the equity without any cash out, but um, the, the uh, compensation will be adjusted to, um, to um, account for that. Right. Some of the things that we've actually been uh, discussing with some of the um, owner roundtable discussions and even with some of our clients is let's talk about bringing in some of the kids in the business or if they're already in the business as part of their compensation what we're going to do is we're going to either implement um, a phantom stock program or a stock appreciation rights program and and this has in in our mind this helps in a couple of different ways and doesn't fit for everybody but it certainly can fit with a, a number of, of businesses uh, and just depends on their commitment to the to the sustainability of it is you first and foremost both of those benefits are designed to continue to drive value inside of the business so the the amount that is contributed into either one of the plans is based on a a share price on an annual basis and then an agreement, an actual legal agreement between you and, and the shareholders of you get a percentage of that ownership, whether it be 1%, 1.5%, 2% or whatever that is. And what that's going to do for the, for the younger generation is it helps them to, one, build value in the business, two, continue to understand that they're striving to actually own this business at some point, and three, inside of these programs is really the part of the cash flow to help buy the shares or the assets whichever is chosen uh with inside of the with inside of the business and so we've found some 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 very receptive feedback in, in and have implemented a few of these and there and we've actually found that the younger generation is much more satisfied with their compensation that way because they know they have other compensation and we're moving them into a higher role while moving the senior management outside of that role. And we, we kind of found this years ago in Michigan, and it may have probably occurred across the country, is a lot of law firms were actually imploding because the younger attorneys were leaving you know, dramatically because you had so many mm -hmm. senior people collecting big bonuses. Well, a family business is kind of the same way. We have mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, whatever, all tied up in there, keep taking all the distributions, and the younger people are just kind of sitting over here saying, well, when is it my turn, right? So this is right. kind of a way to to kind of implement a mandatory retirement period to move you out and move new people in and keep the business moving. And compensate the younger people in ways that will will pay off down the road based on the growth of the business in the case of stock appreciation rights, um, but not, not um, necessarily require any additional cash out today. I like that a lot. So and, and this is a challenge mm -hmm. for a lot of people. They need to demonstrate that, hey, your your turn will come down the road. In the meanwhile, you'll have a, a stake, you know, just um, all you have to do is stick around and help the business grow. You know, those are two two components. Because uh, 
it, it is it, it's a touchy time when people say, well, I'm going to be doing all this extra work. Where's my additional pay? I want I want mom or dad's paycheck now. And it's like, well, not so fast because they have to be they have to be bought out um, in, in one way or another, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very touchy subject. They have to be compensated for the original risk that they took. Um, and a lot of that also goes back to, Bill, is is how much of their retirement is fully funded over and above what the equity is in the in the business, right? So you have that wealth gap of what are what do you have in assets outside of the business in order to sustain the lifestyle that you currently have or increase it and how much of the equity do you currently have inside the business that you truly need in order to to maintain that over your lifetime or estimated lifetime and i think it's important that uh you know from the financial planning perspective that financial planners really look at what is the real number there uh so that they have a true understanding so i think that that all ties in to help business owners make better educated decisions. Yeah, I think the grand theme here as as always is you know, take a look at this well in advance, uh address this issue as soon as you can. Don't wait until the last minute because you can do things possibly that can help alleviate the income you have to take down the road and the the uh, awkward discussions you're going to have to have. Vince, you always bring so many great ideas uh, to the table for our listeners. Um, can you uh, tell our listeners the uh, best way to get in touch with you if they are uh, uh, looking to, you know, they'd like to have a conversation about this? Yeah, I think if they went to our website, uh, Bill, it's Prometis Partners. It's uh, Pro, P-R-O, and then Metis, M-E-T-I-S, partners.com. Uh, we have a well, you can uh, email me there. Uh, our phone number at the office is uh, 616-622-3070. Uh, the website has a tremendous amount of information on there. It has copies of all of our podcasts, Bill, that we have done with you, and we really enjoy it. So I think uh, there's tons of information in there that they can utilize and then certainly email us or give us a call. We'd be happy to just have a general conversation with them over the phone and help educate them to see what direction they may want to consider. Great stuff, Vince. And uh, once again, thank you for bringing our listeners some great tips and ideas uh, this time on family compensation. Really appreciate it. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 